0: going on family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. It's your man Gerard Bonner hanging with you and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you had a great, great weekend as we sprung forward. That's right. In these days, we lost an hour of sleep, but we gained an hour or two or maybe even three of sunlight. So I hope that you're able to make the most of that and maximize that moment. Shouts to everybody who joins us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We wildly appreciate you. We also appreciate all of you subscribe to our podcast, whether that be on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you're listening to us. Thank you so much for your continued support these things mean the absolute world to us so thank you so much for all that you are doing it means everything shout out to those of you who are sharing what we're doing with the rest of your social space as well that means the world if you haven't done so today's a great day to share what the faction is doing with the rest of the world. So go ahead, take this podcast, share it, do a post, do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do to let the world know that you rock with the faction. That is an absolutely amazing moment. So we've got a lot of news to get into, a lot. And so I'm gonna start with a bit of breaking news for you And that is we have more info now on the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2022. So we know that The Undertaker is the initial inductee into the Hall of Fame Class of 2022. And many felt like he should be the only inductee into this year's class. But we found out last week that that's not the case. As Vader will be inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. And I got to tell you, that one is long overdue given all that he has contributed to this business from New Japan Pro Wrestling to WWE to WCW. He was everywhere and really redefined what a big man looks like before there was taker there was vader and really that was an incredible incredible time and moment for the world of pro wrestling big van vader as he was known in new japan and in wcw well we now have breaking news on the next entrant into the wwe hall of fame congratulations goes out to charmel as she will be enshrined in the hall of of fame now she is a former Miss Black America winning the 1991 Miss Black America pageant at age 20 but with that she also made her claim to fame in the world of pro wrestling in WCW first under the name of Storm and then redefining herself as Paisley. She was also a part of the Nitro Girls and soon became a competitor and accompanied other competitors to the ring. She was trained in OVW back in 2001 and then she also managed the Suicide Blondes as Sister Charmel. She was also a backstage interviewer but of course most of us know her for her time with her husband Booker T as Queen Charmel when he won the King of the Ring tournament in 2006. She began as Queen Charmel and from there she would yell so regularly all hail the king and with that said Booker T and Queen charmelle will now be yet another couple enshrined in the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to charmelle who I think is often overlooked when it comes to her contributions to the world of pro wrestling. So very, very excited to see that. Congratulations to her. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame again in just a few moments, but we have to go back. There have been really two giant pieces of news coming out this weekend, the first of which happened on SmackDown. Live on SmackDown during a tag team match between The New Day and the team of Sheamus and Ridge Holland. So during this match outside of the ring, Ridge Holland goes for an overhead belly-to-belly suplex on Big E something went terribly wrong and ended up throwing big e on his head on the concrete floor big e did not get up there was a lot of concern and for me kind of my context clues into the level of concern is whether or not wwe will actually show the injury or show the emergency personnel showing up they didn't stop the match i think the match was obviously close to ending so they went on and finished the match But Big E would later tweet out that night That thankfully his fingers and toes were still moving But he had suffered a broken neck And then from there he would also go on to tell us that The good news is that it does not require surgery, that there is no damage to his spine. So those things are very good things. However, in comma, there is a lot of concern as to when or whether or not we'll see Big E back in the WWE. So with that said, we understand that neck injuries are certainly a big deal. And there was one report that I'm honestly not even going to mention relative to uh, people believing whether or not Big E will actually make it back. We're certainly believing for a full recovery for him. I will say what also concerned me about SmackDown is I watched that move also used probably two or three more times that night. Part of me wonders if it should have been used at all after what happened but it was i also think back to the difference in just how certain things are done you know back at elimination chamber we saw another move gone wrong as drew mcintyre went for some degree of a move onto madcap moss and he landed straight on his head perhaps the difference is that it happened in the ring versus on the concrete Because those things certainly make a difference. But we are certainly wishing a very speedy recovery to Big E, who I've got to say has had a tough 2022. Comes into 2022 as a WWE champion. Many thought he would leave the day one pay-per-view as WWE champion. As fate would have it, Roman Reigns would contract COVID. That would end up altering the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar universal title match. Brock Lesnar gets thrown into the Fatal 4-way, which becomes a Fatal 5-way. He wins the WWE championship. Big E goes on a bit of a losing streak, then ends up getting shipped over to SmackDown to be part of a tag team with kofi kingston and now this has happened which almost certainly means that big e will miss wrestlemania just unfortunate really really unfortunate but we are glad that he is not permanently paralyzed we are glad that he will be okay that this doesn't require surgery There is the word that this could take at least three months for him to really get full range of motion back, but we're really more interested in his well-being. It was amazing to watch the outpouring of love from all of the wrestling world, be it folks in AEW, the NWA even did a post on Big E. Like those types of things are really, really telling. So we're certainly hoping and praying and believing for a good report for Big E. All right. there's another big piece of news that I'm going to get to in just a few seconds, but I also want to acknowledge this. One of the other pieces of news coming out of SmackDown is the debut of Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, former NXT UK champion. He was the longest reigning NXT UK champion until Walter came along and broke that record, but Pete Dunne, one of the most revered superstars in all of British wrestling and in NXT folklore, debuted on SmackDown this past Friday night under a new name. You can now call him Butch. And I might actually do a reel on the socials about these incredible name changes that happen in the world of WWE, particularly going from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Some of these name changes make little to no sense, but perhaps none is more egregious than calling Pete Dunne Butch. Not the same Butch that was part of the Bushwhackers. That's another Butch, but why? Why? I, I don't understand it for the life of me. So, that said, Pete Dunne on SmackDown as Butch. There was talk that part of the original plans was to have a six-man tag with Butch, Ridge Holland, Sheamus battling all three members of the New Day at WrestleMania. Obviously, that has changed. So, we'll see what happens. But, Butch? Okay all right we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna talk about another massive piece of news surrounding a WWE Hall of Famer that's coming up when we return I've known Dylan since he was 15 I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been he never just went and played So what are you doing Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, Wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see And there is a you that will always be a SHW. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. Simon Dallas Bacon here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Quentin Jericho is here. And- Wrestle through the windshield. And it's through the windshield. It's Ring the bell. He put it through the windshield. And hold your forks because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. All right, so before we get to the news on the WWE Hall of Famer, gotta talk a bit about AEW, another big, massive week for them, of course. A huge episode of Dynamite, which we talked about on our previous episode. Go back and check it out because we talk all about what happened at Dynamite. But Friday night saw the debut of Swerve the Realist, a.k.a. Swerve Strickland in AEW, a great match against Tony Nese, reuniting and reinvigorating their 205 Live Days and some great battles that they had there. A lot of things. We saw Keith Lee on Rampage, some other great matches. I think Rampage has the opportunity to do some great things. I do love Rampage Live more than I do Taped, but that's another story for another day. I will say this. The talent pool in AEW is stunning. Act and so my hope Is that we'll see some great things happen For Swerve for Keith Lee It's a great time as Scorpio Sky is the TNT champion there's a lot of talk as to whether or not he will be the ultimate transitional champion with Wardlow getting a shot this Wednesday. But I happen to think Scorpio Sky will survive thanks to MJF. Now we'll see if that really happens or if they'll set things up for MJF to get a shot at the TNT title. Though I think MJF right now is really world title material. So we'll all find that out this Wednesday as part of the St. Patrick's Day Slam for AEW Dynamite. But the big news right now is on the condition of WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall. So it was announced over the weekend, and we shared it on the socials, that Scott Hall suffered three heart attacks In recovery from hip surgery So that was the first piece of news And then we heard that he is on life support As a result of that And then we heard earlier today As Kevin Nash announced on his socials That the plan is at some point today Once Scott Hall's family arrives And says their final goodbyes That indeed Scott Hall will be pulled off of life support If that is the case, we could be losing one of the most influential pro wrestlers in the history of the business. Now, I'm sure some will say, Gerard, you are a prisoner of the moment by calling Scott Hall one of the most influential wrestlers in pro wrestling. But let me lay out a quick case for you. First of all, the Attitude Era doesn't happen if there's no Scott Hall. Well, what do I mean? Well, let's, before we even go there, let's go back to the new generation era. The new generation era, which does not nearly get enough praise as it deserves, was an important transitional era from what we now know as the golden era. Leaving the era of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and the super larger than life superstars, you needed new blood. And the new blood that would show up would be guys like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Diesel, and Razor Ramon. Those four guys were super significant in this transition of the WWE from its golden era to the new generation era. The debut of Scott Hall as Razor Ramon, we had not seen anything quite like that before. Oozing machismo, he was the bad guy, but many liked him as a good guy because he was really kind of that first cool bad guy that we loved to love in wwe certainly you had rick flair and the four horsemen on the nwa wcw side who were the bad guys that you loved to hate and hated to love and even loved to love but when you came to razor ramon he was one of those spaces where the fans really told everybody no we like this guy you call him the bad guy but he's the cool bad guy And really he was the precursor to a Stone Cold Steve Austin where we started to see those blurred lines. On top of that, the Attitude Era does not happen. If Scott Hall doesn't leave WWE for WCW, that move single-handedly changed pro wrestling and its trajectory. Think about this. We don't get a DX. We don't get an Attitude Era. We don't get Stone Cold or The Rock or The Undertaker in terms of their meteoric rise because those things were needed to counteract what Scott Hall did. Think about this, here's how you don't get Stone Cold Steve Austin, because if Scott Hall doesn't leave WWE, there is no curtain call. If there is no curtain call at Madison Square Garden where the click decided to say goodbye to Hall and Nash, Triple H doesn't get punished. If Triple H doesn't get punished, Triple H wins the King of the Ring in 1996. If Triple H wins the King of the Ring in 96, we don't get Stone Cold winning the King of the Ring in 96. We don't get the Austin 316 promo and who knows what happens to Stone Cold Steve Austin. That all was precipitated by Scott Hall going to WCW. Also, not only did he change wrestling for fans, Showing up on Nitro as Scott Hall, looking like there's an invasion. That's one of those spaces that went viral before we knew what viral was. Scott Hall also ensured that wrestlers would get guaranteed contracts. Think about this. For all that Vince McMahon did for WWE, he did not offer guaranteed contracts. In fact, that's why Scott Hall left. Hall wanted a guaranteed contract, couldn't get it, left would ultimately take Kevin Nash with him. And now the game has changed. We have the formation of the NWO. WCW gets insanely hot, beating Raw. 83 consecutive weeks. From there, WWE is now forced to really build out its talent. And so we see the debut and the presentation of DX. We see the launch of The Rock. We see the launch of Stone Cold. We see the rise of The Undertaker. We see all of these things happen and the Attitude Era as we know it to combat what happened in WCW with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and remember, Scott Hall is the one who left first, there's no NWO, there's no Attitude Era, there's none of this, there's no Monday Night War, if Scott Hall doesn't leave for WCW, I make the case that he's arguably the most influential wrestler, certainly of the last 30 years, you have Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair who defined the 80s, and many forget that while Hogan and Flair were defining the 80s, a young Scott Hall, who was known as Big Scott Hall, kind of a Tom Selleck look-alike, was really doing some big things in the AWA as he got a start there, teaming up with Kurt Hennig, becoming the tag team champions. Just a lot of things happened for Scott Hall, which ushered him, of course, into Razor Ramon, ushered him into WCW. Now, many will cite his issues that he had, which were pronounced with alcohol and the like, but then we think about the incredible documentary, which was The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, which really introduced most of us to the incredible recuperative power and influence of Diamond Dallas Page, how Diamond Dallas Page took Jake the Snake in, but not only did he take Jake the Snake in, he took Scott Hall in as well, and that would ultimately lead to Scott Hall getting clean, and then from there, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Scott Hall, one of the first two-time Hall of Famers in the WWE Hall of Fame as Scott Hall and in with the NWO. Important, important roles, and we're praying still that he pulls through this, but if he doesn't, we have to acknowledge the fact that he is the most influential wrestler that we know, in the modern era i think there's no question about it and i think we have to acknowledge that that that's the deal with scott hall so our thoughts and prayers are with scott hall's family and friends many may not even realize that scott hall actually did some things behind the scenes in southern honor wrestling which is pretty exciting all things considered so Yeah, really just a tough, tough time in the world of pro wrestling, and we will certainly keep you posted on the socials as we find out what officially is happening with Scott Hall. With that said, today should be a very interesting day in the world of pro wrestling. Not sure what will happen on Raw, but it should certainly be a big, big thing. You've got Raw, you've got SmackDown coming this week, AEW, and all sorts of other news, so we'll be keeping you posted here Make sure you hit us up on the socials, at The Faction Show. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the Fourth Horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction.